0: Now, the business update. After a difficult year, experts are optimistic a recovery is imminent, with key indicators improving. And yet, men everywhere continue to dress as if they just rolled out of bed.
1: The economy is ready to bounce back. Are you? At Charles Tirrett, we have the high-quality shirts and smart menswear to get you back to your best. Try our introductory offer with three shirts for only $99, delivered free. Use code POD99 at ctshirts.com or any Charles Tirrett store.
2: Hi everyone, Richard from the FanCast here, and before you listen to this week's show, when I was listening back to recording, you might notice a bit of a rustling sound um, coming across on my mic, no idea why it was happening, a bit annoying as you can imagine when we put a lot of time and effort into putting on these pods. Tried our best to edit it out, so you might have to grin and bear it in a couple of places. Sounds like it's a uh, rustling a bit of paper. Just imagine I'm holding a bit of my notes, which just have on a bit of a paper just saying, Word, record podcast. Enjoy the show. Big love to everyone out there. Have a good day. Welcome to this week's, or this episode of The Wall Sandcast. Richard Hobbs here. Um, joining me on today's show, we've got Dan. Hello, everyone. We've got Jordan. Hi, everyone. And we've got two special guests. We've got Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. And Andy's dog. What's his name? His name's George, named after George Ellicobi. Wonderful. Mm. So I feel like it's going to be a very <laughs> distracting pod because I'm. Am I right in thinking Dan John, you're both dog owners? Yes. As well. yes. Yeah. So I feel like th- there could be quite a lot of dog chat in this podcast. <laughs> if that isn't your cup of tea, you know, just just take out your headphones pull up the app and just unsubscribe (laughs) because I feel like that's the route we're going on. But on today's podcast, we're going to be previewing the game against Southampton, who we're playing on Monday night. Having a bit of a review as eight games into the season, how we think it's faring at the moment. Um, Also reviewing some of the signings now that they say we've played over half a dozen games. Quiz from Dan and, of course, Twitter Corner as well. Uh, So to kick off... Um, on monday night wolves are playing at the you know finishing off the round of fixtures on monday night against southampton 8 o'clock um southampton have started the season really strongly um well i guess judging by the media so they're currently fourth after eight games um you know they seem to have re really changed uh, you know their path since that 9-0 defeat which was about a year ago now and have you know really come on leaps and bounds um gents what what do we sort of think of southampton sort of i guess this calendar year because you know i think hassan who has done a really solid job there myself and they seem to almost just go under a radar as a decent Premier League outfit um and not being i, I guess one of the you know, uh, you know bottom half of the league tends to be filled with a lot of dredge um, so, so to speak so I'll start with you Jordan.
0: Um I think he's to be honest with you I think he's a terrific manager I think that they are if you look at the squad they're not a better squad of players than Wolves or a better you know a better 11 if you look at 1-11 to 11. but I think he's a fantastic manager and I, I think that he will probably end up emulating a Pochettino sort of thing where I think he'll end up going to a bigger club within the Premier League at some point and will do a good job where he goes. Um, you've got to give him credit where it's due this season as well. You know, they're playing some great stuff. I know they got stuffed um, five or six, wasn't it, to Tottenham on the second game week because mm. uh, I had Son in my fancy team. Um, but then other than that, you know, they've got a good draw away at Chelsea um, and they've been winning games. Um you know, they've got Ings and Chay Adams both scoring goals. Um, they're relatively, you know, solid at the back and there the are threat offset pieces with um, James Ward-Prowse as well. So, I think it'll be a difficult game Monday. day. Um, and yeah, you know, the, I suppose the table doesn't really. They are where they are for a reason. You've got to treat them on merit. They're, they're a good team at the minute, so we've got to treat them like one. Yeah,
2: I think I think you're right. They seem to, uh, yeah, I've looked through the squad myself and there's some... Good solid Premier League players in there, but you say, you know, they've got the likes of Alec McCarthy in goal. I wouldn't have them with Patricio personally. You know, they've got Bertrand and Walker peters as fullbacks and Vestergaard and um, usually Bednarak or Stevens as centre half. And I, don't, I definitely don't massively rate them apart from just being big units, but they seem to play a system and play, play uh, I guess, good but winning football. Um that, Dan how do you sort of um, how are you sort of viewing Southampton these days
1: I've been going back to what you mentioned just since that 9-0 defeat against Leicester they've been absolutely revitalised from it the going back to what George mentioned then against Tottenham I think it was was it 5-6-1 whatever it was the most flattering scoreline I've seen in years because there was mm. there should have been 2 3 a up yeah. in the first half in that game Southampton They yeah, battered them for 20 minutes at the start of the game mm. and I mean you, you must know yourself, um, playing FIFA. When the AI is against you, it was literally <laughs> one of them games for Southampton. They threw everything at the... Uh, Hugo Lloris, he saved everything. Every through ball that Harry Kane tried landed at perfect for Sonny. It was just literally one of them games for Southampton. Going back to that 9-0 defeat, sliding doors Marman, would you have blamed Southampton for sacking him that day? I, I personally wouldn't. But Premier League manager game beat 9-0. But now they've gone from strength to strength since. He was being linked to Man United a few weeks ago. I don't know how much that's just a bit daft, really. But I think we could all do a similar job to Ollie at the moment. But they're, they're a team to watch. I, I, I had a chat with a Southampton fan and my uh, FIFA fan cast, great. Um, and I said, with the, with the way this season is and it being that topsy turvy, why shouldn't they be looking to, to finish top six with the likes of us? I completely agree.
2: Uh, Andy, what, what are your thoughts on Hustle Then, I mean, it, I think he's a good manager, don't get me wrong. It does sort of almost strike me as a bit uh, B Tech clock. Um, without saying sort of too harsh to him in some of his mannerisms. I of try and play football as well. And, you know, I think it's interesting what Dan said about, you know, that the club could have feasibly sacked him after that 9-0 game. Yeah, he, You know, it it wasn't like all the goals came in like a certain period. It was pretty much just sustained throughout the game. I know they had a man's sent off, but, you know, a it, doesn't level, you know. It, sh- it shouldn't be happening. But, mm. um,
1: and
2: you know, it, it was interesting because they've almost just managed to just view it as an anomaly. And, mm. you know, because they weren't in bad form, if I remember correctly, before that. It was just, you know, it seemed to have just mentally just seen it as a freak result and just pushed on. It's a good
3: thing they did, really, because that's the kind of results that can kill a club off for a season. If you get yeah. hit by nine, if they then finish 20th that season, absolutely nobody would have been surprised. But they seem to show some real mental resilience. And I think Hasan is a big reason as to why. He's obviously got the players playing for him. He knows what to how to get the best out of, I don't want to say limited players, but... They're not the most expansive players. Let's be perfectly honest. They've
2: they've got a few decent players, but no more than that. Well, yeah, I think you're completely on the money. And say, look, I've got the squad in front of me, and it sounds really harsh when I single players out on the list. But you know, still got Shane Long on the books. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Che Che Adams is doing a bit better, pardon me, this season. But you know, he's not a world beater. Nathan Redmond, he seems to be. At, at his peak mid-table Premier League, um, mm. you know, but players like James Ward-Prowse, I mean, it, I find it bonkers. He's only 26. He's been he feels forever, like, I was going to say, I think he, he's someone who's managed to sort of be around the first team for what's nearly a decade now, but he's almost hit his mid-20s and he's really kicked it up a notch um, in, in the last 12 months. And you say sort of, absolutely deadly over a set piece but he seems to bring a lot more to the table from what I've seen as well
1: mm. with that, yeah, I think he's the, a sort of, good <laughs> with that sort sorry. of being um it's encouraging about Southampton there isn't one player in their squad that if Wolves were to sign in January I'd hold a parade for no
2: no that, that's, that's you've sort of hit the nail on the head like you know if, if let's say Ward Prowse K go okay Good, 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 tidy player, you know. Be probably be better over free kicks and fit than certain other players in the squad. But is he that step up? I don't think anyone. You know, no one in that team is a step up for balls, apart from let's say Danny Ings, who I don't see fitting into our system in a month of Sundays. But you know, I think he'll be a massive miss for them on, uh, you know, on Monday. Um, Jordan, how, how big do you sort of view the, the lack of Danny Ings in the team I know they, I think did they win without him in their last game
0: Yeah, they beat um, Newcastle um, 2-0 it was um, you know, he's a goal scorer isn't he um, I think that he's a player I've always liked Danny Ings um, when he was at Burnley and I, he went to Liverpool and horrible injuries and he just never really got back into the picture frame when he, you know, when he by the time he'd come back round to full fitness it was the start of that Firmino, Mane, Salah um from free, so he's never inning really in hit game time, but you know, he's a finisher. Like let's let's not, you know, let's not beat around the bush. Like, you know, if he if he gets a chance, he's gonna put it in the back of the net. So yeah, it's a big loss for them. And uh, it is a big advantage for us that he's not around on Monday. But again, you've still got to treat that team on merit. They're not a one-man team by any stretch of the imagination. They're all chipping with goals, you know, they they all did a bit as well. So you know, it's gonna be a difficult game. Um, it all depends on what Wolf's turns up for me. Um the one against Crystal Palace, that first half, I think we beat most teams in the league quite comfortably. But if we have the first half like we did against Leicester or a few of the other first half shows this season, make no mistakes, I think we'll, I think we'll get beat. No, I think that sort of nicely transitions onto talking about Wolves
2: because despite this being a Wolves podcast, we've spent the last 10 minutes or so <laughs> chatting about the opposition and not even a mention of our lads. So it is interesting for the Wolves seem to have almost a bit of a duality at the moment, and we don't quite know what side's going to turn up in what half either. We don't know whether Wolves will come out firing on all cylinders with wingers, you know, with wing-backs pushing on into the final third, or whether we'll be really conservative for 45 minutes or even 90 at the moment. I mean, the the big thing that sort of sticks in my mind, and just sort of how Southampton line up, um, do we think Wolves will Not necessarily change the style of play, but do we think they might switch to a 3-5-2, just have a couple more bodies in the middle um, going into the game against Southampton? Yeah, I think we
3: might. Sorry, mate. I think we might. I think we might. I think we might see um, Traore up top with Jimenez. I think he'll try and hit the pace against um, Bednarek, who isn't Mm. the most... Is it Bednarek or is it Vestergaard? Yeah, it's, it's both, both the, the two quick. of them, isn't it? What they, they, they,
2: they're, they're very much um, belt and braces sent halves I think. For yeah. and, I'd use.
3: and they've worked perfectly well for them so yeah. far. But I can imagine it will be a case of trying to get the ball down and move it. And we saw it last season against them when we went with three in the middle with Neto playing in the number 10 and we had Traore playing up top with Jimenez. I wouldn't be surprised if he started that just to try and get that extra body in midfield, win that battle and try and hit them on the, the counter a bit more because I do think we're going to have to soak up a little bit of pressure, if I'm perfectly honest.
2: I mean, Dan, if we did go for a three-five-two, who would you be, I guess, looking to play in that uh, midfield and up front? Could you see you know, that the likely options are either Trial right to partner, Jimenez, up front, or would you potentially go to Neto or even um, Fabio Silva?
1: I mean, if it's up to me, I'm having um, Daniel Podence behind um, Jimenez. I just think he's just the most direct player that we've got. You, you might say Neto, but I think Podence has got a bit more value with his, with his creativity and being able to make things out of nothing. I don't personally think he will go to two up front against Southampton. I think he'll stick to his standard three up top, which... You were talking about a duality for Wolves and Martin Go. I, I don't think it is, there is such a thing. I think it's just, if teams match us, we struggle. If, mm. if Hampton come to Molyneux with, with, with a four-man midfield like Crystal Palace did, I, I think we'll, stay, we'll outscore them comfortably.
2: George, where well, are you sort of sitting on? I guess sort of how, how Wolves should line up formation-wise or do you think it almost doesn't matter because
0: if it's Natal and
2: Podence um with him and us, they could almost play as a
0: one behind two or three up top. I'd go I'd stick with three four three. I just think like Dan alluded to, Southampton played four-four-two, and we saw what we did against Crystal Palace, who come and played four-four-two against us. Albeit I think they were a little bit naive and let us play, but I think we were that good as well. Um for me, I just I just can see a mile off that I, I I'd be shocked to see. Kilman and Aitnery playing um, this this week. You know, he likes his favourites and now we've lost, I think it gives him the excuse to put Sice and Marcel in, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, I know Aitnery had a bit of a shocker against Leicester in that first half, but we look so much more of a balanced attacking unit with him there than Lena Marcel or, or Like You know, it gives us that actual width and the ability to get up and down the pitch. And I think that by changing that, I just, I can see him doing it, and I can see it backfiring. Um, no matter you know how bad of a game Iñiguez had against uh, Leicester, you have got to think about how good he was against Palace. So, yeah, I, I hope he I hope he sort of sticks to his guns with with the eleven, doesn't lose his bottle, and we just got to play better. There's no there's no two ways about it.
3: The thing yeah. is with um, Iñiguez, I mean don't get me wrong, like you say, he was class against Palace. There's every chance he's going to be up against Theo Walcott who, against Newcastle, absolutely tore him a new arsehole. He looked incredible that day. Yeah. Maybe now he's back in his hometown. He's thinking it's a chance to impress again. <laughs> Would you trust someone like Newry who hasn't got that experience? And Walcott's been around. I know he had a bit of a shit couple of years, but he's nobody's mug.
0: For me, I think the, 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 the problem where we get stuck um, and sort of a... Again, say if you criticise Nuno, you can get yourself in all sorts of trouble. But let's just say, a, a, a my, my criticism of Nuno is a lot of the time I feel like we we pay too much attention to the other team's threats and actually what our strengths are, and we come stuck on it. You know, and I think that actually, you know what, we've got an exciting left wing back there. Granted, we've only seen for two games, but you know, he's, you know, he's well, he's got a good reputation. A lot of good clubs wanted him. Let, let's just play to our strengths. I'm I'm sort of sick of playing within ourselves and watching us be pragmatic. I think that we've got a really good team, and you know, if we actually let the shackles off a little bit more, we, we shouldn't be fearing playing teams like Southampton. Home. Like we do, we know what we do well. Let's go out there and let's just let's just do it. Like you know, let's just go out and might, let them be scared of us, and rather than you know the Leicester performance where. They they've changed they've they've played to our into our hands Leicester they've changed to a three four three three five two to accommodate what we do but then we just camped in an hour off and ultimately you know we, we gifted them the game I know it was a, a crap penalty to give away in terms of the the VAR nonsense but you know the second one that Vardy misses was a stonewall penalty so it sort of evened itself out we weren't good enough that day so like yeah for me as long as we as long as we turn up with with the right mentality and the right I suppose attacking intent. I do think we can get a positive result, so yeah, I'd stick with Aitnery. You look at that first half an hour against Crystal
1: Palace and the first half against Leicester. There has to have been an instruction from Nuno for the way that we set up mm. the tempo that we started with. And going back to what you said, Jordan, he has to be, he has to let these players off the leash because we've got really good players with a, with an attacking threat, and we need. I understand setting up the way that we do as a default against the likes of Man City, Liverpool, when you're going to get limited possession. But the rest of the league, we should be trying to get on the front foot from kickoff off with the players that we have.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. If you guys think a lot of it comes down to tempo and positioning, and you sort of... I I know, I remember still seeing like some of the heat maps and the average position of where Jimenez is half the time. And, you know, he, he is our main striker. He is the focal point of our attack. He should be... It sounds stupid. He should be in line with the last defender. And it's not about him being able to turn and hit the last man. But he needs to push the play forward. The same with the fullbacks. That That was one of the biggest things that having safe there held back because he was just afraid to go that extra 10, 15 yards. It's why I I, I think is a really, really tidy footballer. Um, but he needs to just play that little bit further forward or being able to run that extra 10 yards just to create the space because that's what we're missing, and that's, that's kind of the difference between you know us and kind of Leicester at the moment. And it's like on paper, I reckon we could go toe-to-toe with them, and we just didn't show it. And the other side of it is tempo, and we just don't see... And I remember still seeing Nuno say, would oh, we approach each game differently. But the stats on you scoring first, you're, I think it's like you're 50% more likely to win when you score first in a football game. So why would you then like, just hold off the handbrake for 45 minutes? Because it's not like we're tiring teams out.
0: Uh, well, it's what I put in the uh, in the WhatsApp group, sort of after that Leicester game, was, you know, ultimately we had Samedo and Aitneri against James Justin and Luke Thomas. They weren't even Leicester's first-choice wing-backs, and they got the better of us. If you look at the, the starting, you know, the heat maps of um, the wing-backs against Crystal Palace, his average position against Leicester, I reckon you're talking 30, 40 yards difference. Yeah, And that's just what Dan said. That isn't a, we, we've got peg back. That is a Nuno or nice. a, it's some sort of tactical, something they've said is, well, you know, let's sit in. But ultimately, we've got to, have, we, we now, you know, we're in the third season of the Premier League now. This isn't a Mick McCarvey team. This isn't, you know, we haven't got Kevin Foley and Stephen Ward at wing backs And, you know, we're playing, you know, we're playing very rigid, pragmatic football. I understand that because we were a limited team back then. You've got to judge Wolves on what we are now. We are a top seven club in the Premier League. We've proven it the last two seasons. And at the moment, how we're we playing, I just feel like we're going to end up going slightly backwards this year if we don't if we keep playing in this pragmatic way. Um it's been an okay start of the season, but I feel like, you know, we've got now got the ability to kick on again. And it's going to be difficult to break that, you know, historic top six. But you've got at the moment we're not even we're not even Putting up an effort for me, I don't, I don't feel like we. I, I genuinely think at the moment watching this, I think we'll do well to come in the top ten this season. Interesting. And I hate to get we... political, yeah.
1: but Nuno yeah. needs to stop being conservative. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll be a bit political
3: this, please.
1: <laughs> he needs to let our players loose, and then we'll. I'll let you carry on, Rich. I'm sorry.
2: No, I'm, I'm just thinking of a good hashtag we could use uh,
1: for, I'm, I'm, for the I'm, promo. I'm putting Nuno <laughs> on Boris later on a Photoshop. It's happening.
2: <laughs> Let the players be free, Nuno. So uh, before we go on to our score predictions for the game, if we do sort of, I, I guess, a quick what our starting eleven would be. I mean, if we sort of assume it's going to be Patricio in goal, Bolly and um, Cody. Well, Tomato Bolly. Cody, um, at the back, it's, I guess, it's a question of you say left side, center back, left wing back, uh, your midfield, um, and up top. I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I think he'll still go four, um, three, four, three. So, and I can still, I probably see it being, um, Neves and Dendonka in the middle and Neto and Podence. I mean, personally, I'd like the idea Seeing Troy away from the start of the game for once because I think that's starting to get a few red flags for me that he's not getting minutes and he needs to start games. But so does Neto, so does Podence. But um, if we start with you, Andy. Yeah, uh, who would you like? What would your sort of um, ideal lineup be? I think,
3: I think with Kilman's unfortunate news this week, I think we'll see Sice back in the team. Um, I would like to see him stick with New. I know what I said before, but. You are right, he, he's a better attacking option. We do look a lot more balanced with him. I would prefer to have him in there. It's Neves and Dendonka all day. I've said that several times already this season. Moutinho's not, he's, he's just showing his age a little bit now. Um, and then I'd probably go with Neto, Traore and Jimenez. Because at least with that front three, it's very pliable. So you can either go with three-four-three three, or you can do three-five-two. You can change it, you can be quite fluid. So I, I would probably go with that. Keep dense, uh maybe for the second half if, if we need someone who's a bit more um, magical with his feet. And the man, what are you thinking?
1: So, Mike Stoling goal. Yep. <laughs> nah. are you, I, which I, side I, are you play basically, though? Oh, he's, he's he's got to be right, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's been in <than> someido anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's it all year. <laughs> now. Nah. I I wouldn't be surprised. I I, I don't particularly agree with it, but it wouldn't surprise me if Matinyo comes back in on Monday, mm. purely because the fact that he's that he's played two games straight for Portugal. Maybe he's, we all hope his sharpness may have come back in them two games. Nevers didn't really play well against Leicester. Um, I, we've all said before now you can't really leave Den Donker. It's Den Donker plus one. I'm um, massive fan of Daniel Pavalins. I didn't think he played well against Leicester. He could have been brought off at half-time, but I think. No one really did a good job today. Mm. I think he's he'll be the one that contributes more towards Jimenez's goals than than Neto for me this season, Paul. And so I think he's a really exciting player for us. And I think if he just gets into a run of goals and assists, I
0: think we'll uh, reap the benefits of that.
2: And Jordan, how are you, how are you thinking we're going to um, sort of line up in the end?
0: So yeah, like I sort of said at the start, I think that I think he's going to play Soyce and Marcel. Against my better judgment, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing Matinho and Dan Um, has been playing for Portugal. Um, never, it, it's weird, isn't it? Like, never doesn't seem to be in favor at Portugal, and Matinho is definitely the preferred option. Um, so I think Matinho might come in, and I'd, I'd stick with um, Neto Jimenez and um, Podence. I think that Podence is just an X factor footballer. Um, Against Leicester, I think he had 19 touches of the ball the whole the whole time he was on the pitch, and I think he created the joint most of key chances out of 19 touches. We've just got to get the ball to him. I've made it pretty clear after um, my rant after West Ham what I think of Adama Traore this year, and if he wants to go, let's just sell him because he's racked off this season. I'm sorry, he is. I know I know that he's got all this pace and stuff, and I know he scares opposition when you put him on there. But you know what? I'd have rather have sold him than Jota. Put it like that, and I think that. You know, he's got to, if he does get a chance to start, he's got to perform. I think the pressure on him massively, because I think he's been so underwhelming for a very long time now. So, um, yeah, like I say, I'd go with Neto, Jimenez, and Podence purely for the choice or, uh, sorry, purely for the reason that you can actually, I think you can trust him. You know what you're getting with him. Yeah. You know, with Traore, he could be brilliant, but he's brilliant one in every eight games, let's be honest.
2: I can Sorry. see why me. I can see why you are such a big fan of Dave Edwards with that attitude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like consistency. You
2: know yeah, what? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I look, I, I'm, I'm, I'd try and be in the same boat about <laughs> that. You say you, I, you'd almost you'd rather have a who's going to give you, you know, six and a half, seven out of ten every week, than someone who's not going to show up every other game. But um, we'll do a quick round of the houses uh, for our score predictions. So, um, if we loop back round, so uh, Jordan, what are you thinking score wise? I think we're going to win 2 1. 2 1. Dan? 3 2. Wolves. Andy?
3: I think I said 1 1 on the last podcast, so I'm, I'm going to stick with a draw.
2: And if I'm going to go for a classic 2 0 Wolves win. So we're going to um, review sort of the season so far as a whole. Um, have a, uh, one of Dan's quizzes and a bit of Twitter corner right after this. Hi, Richard here. Before you go back to hearing us dissect the latest Wolves news, some really shoehorn Simpsons references, a bit of 90s film action, and of course a bit of wrestling, um, I just want to do a quick shout out for our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media, now they've done a fantastic job on the Wolves Fancast website, Wolves please go check it out, but they're not just web designers, they're a creative agency that cover all your design needs, from websites, brochures and signage, to marketing, logo design and branding there's basically nothing they can't do marketing wise so make sure you check them out at pixel mediacom and i'll let you get back to enjoying the show welcome back so wolves are now eight games into the season and i think enough of the season has passed now for us to sort of take a step back have a look about how the first um eight games have gone and have a look and review some of the uh, signings Wolves made in the summer transfer window as well. Um, one of the biggest things um, I think going into the season after, it was very much from the sale of uh, Jota, was this idea that Wolves were going to play a new brand of football this season, um, which was, I guess, moving away from more of a defensive counter attacking to a bit more possession based. How do we sort of view the season so far? Because I think a lot of people have got... As, and I think I'll go to Dan first, don't worry, because I can see Dan's raising his hand up and down quite a bit. <laughs>
0: um,
2: yeah, I, I think we've kind of half got an idea on our heads that we're expecting something that's not quite been delivered. And I don't know half it's because we're having to watch it through our TVs in lockdown, or if it is actually as drab for the majority of it as it actually is. So, Dan, judging by your action, can you articulate uh, how you feel the season's gone so far
1: and how Wolves are playing? bit deflating. In regards to an evolution of style of play, it's boo hockey. Absolute boo hockey. He's brought in two wing-backs, which hasn't? How, how is that going to change the way that we play? His wing backs and still his main attacking players for him. He's a goalkeeper who doesn't know how to attack and dominate possession. He wanks off to clean sheets, not goals. This is the manager that we've got. He's an absolutely amazing coach, and he will, as I've seen in the past, he will be able to set a team like Wolves up to beat Man City, compete with Liverpool. But if we're to go to another level. He Not not only do walls need to evolve, he needs to evolve with his with his tactics and the way that he sets up teams because we're not going any, there's no other direction than the counter attacking football that we've got at our disposal at the moment. That's just how we set up the players that we set up. If he would have brought in a, a, another proper centre forward this season and maybe went to three in midfield and two up top, I'd, I'd maybe have said, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a change of direction here. Maybe like he tried to do last summer when he brought in Katrone and that flopped. I, I don't see an evolution this year. And if we don't beat our points tally from last season, Fulton have to question the future with him. I'm sorry. I love the guy. I don't want him to go. But if, with, with the ambitions that Fulton have got and the 10-year plan and wanting to compete with the likes of Man City and the rest, them. There's, a, there's a tough call to make at the end of the season if we haven't beat our voice tally from last.
2: Do you think, considering I was going to say we in pre season or basically no pre season, if we're going to be honest, in the grand scheme of things, with no, I don't think we'd pay what one pre season friendly, if that we did, you know, wasn't particularly high profile, was this potentially the worst time to decide to have a change in how they approach things? I, you know, I understand that we've had three seasons under Nuno now and players can get, players can stagnate to a certain degree, even though, you know, we've had promotion, we've had two seasons of consistency in the top flight. And you're already seeing with Bali, um, how his forms just plateaued, um, you know, in the last six months or so. He just doesn't seem like the same player who has been a real bedrock in our side. Um, and, I guess it's, it's a question of mentality for one of that. And he wants to probably just change things up to make sure that those current players are, you know, he's still maximising those current players because there is a good amount of consistency there. But for me, it was hugely the wrong time to sort of try and implement, uh, I guess, a systemic cultural change in, uh, in, how, they, in how they play. Uh, Andy, how, how are you sort of finding the season so far?
3: It's just been bipolar, hasn't it? We, we haven't had any form of consistency. The players don't really seem to know what they're doing in regards to the new way of playing. The only time we've looked sort of okay is when we've tried to get the ball down and move it quickly like we used to anyway. So it's been a bit of a busted flush, to be perfectly honest. And I don't think the signings we made were really conducive to imp- Changing the way of playing. In order to change the way, I think we needed to improve and refresh the starting 11. And we haven't done that really. I know we've bought in Semedo and we've bought in a new full back, a new left back, too, in fact. But neither of those are as good as Johnny. So, really, all we've done is improved our right wing back. We needed more. And I know we'll come on to it. But obviously, we haven't even seen Vitinha. So, he's the only option, other option in the middle. And I think that's where we're really lacking. I think a, a better midfielder would have much helped the transition to the way Nuno wants us to go.
2: Yeah, I think that Dan almost alluded to it earlier, um, when you mentioned sort of playing potence in the sort of that number ten role. And that's when you can sort of see a three five two working because it doesn't really, it hasn't really worked having, you know, Donk, Martinho, and Neves in there. It's a bit too defensive, and we need someone who can break the lines going forwards. And you know I say, we'll kind of transfers in a, in a minute, but when Dan mentioned about Podence, i am completely on board with it because he ticks a lot of those of sign who can sort of drift left and right left and right, but also kind of create a bit of space in the middle, but then we're almost a winger shot or an attacker shot, and it almost feels like they've kind of got caught between two bus stops in a way between try to change how they want to play and the players that they have, and they've either not invested in the right quality of players or they've not invested in the right quantity of players. And I don't know which one's more harmful um, because we don't seem to have enough players to cover us in certain formations. But if we're going to stick with three-four-three, then I think you're completely right. Have we met... Uh, I'll pass over to Jordan for this one, but do you think we've made the necessary step up in quality across the board from last season?
0: No, to be quite honest with you, I think that all this stuff about Nuno coming out at the start of the season saying we want to go on this front foot attacking, dominating style of football—I'll be honest with you—I think it's, I think it's a load of fucking bollocks. Like we, we, we have, our style has not changed since the first game we went up in the Premier League, which was fine. I'm happy to be a really good counter-attacking footballing team, but then don't come out and say we want to change to this when. All the evidence proves that we haven't we haven't evolved. We probably didn't have enough time to evolve in the summer. But you can't come out with comments like that and then try and play a different way because ultimately we haven't got the players in that in that team to do it. To be a completely dominating footballing team, we need you need to be you know, we need to be adventurous. We need to be exciting. We need to. You almost need to be, you know, play pressing football. Like, you know, you see like Liverpool do it. Like, okay, Klopp, Dortmund did it under him when he was successful. You need to be pushing up that pitch, and you want to suffocate the teams you play against to be able to play this style of football. And we haven't got the footballers to do that. We're a fit football team, but I don't feel we've, like we've got the legs or the the mobility across the eleven to actually, you know, to do that style of style of uh, bring that style of football to the club. Which is fine. Just don't say it. I mean, we've dominated, what, six minutes against Sheffield United, probably 15 minutes against Man City and 45 minutes against Palace all season. You know what I mean? So you can't say this is the style of football we're trying to play because I'll be honest with you, I think even if fans were in the ground, Wolves fans are still be saying the same. This is it's boring. Like it's, I, th- I think it's getting to a point now, and again, results do change how you would view a game. And I've seen a lot of disgruntlement on Twitter after the Leicester game, and I saw a few people saying, you know, you can't slag noon off, you can't slag this team off, etc. But you can. Like you got you got to judge us on where we are now. Like if they're not performing to you know to the levels that we're expecting this club at the moment to be performing to, you've got to be able to call it out. And I think that at the moment, really underwhelming. Um, you know, you can't compare Ruben Nevers to Carl Henry. You know you can't compare those two teams. Like you know you can't. Ultimately, we've got a lot of we've got arguably some world class footballers in our team, and then we play like we're a League Two team going to Man City in the FA Cup against Leicester. We're just camping. It's just for me the pragmatism. It's got to be evolved, otherwise we're going to we're just going to get left behind. We are. I understand the
1: people who have that opinion where we're not we're not supposed to be verbally. Greedy, we should be appreciative how far we've come in a short space of time, but still, I've asked this question to over, to over a dozen people now, and no one's given me a, a figure. How many years of being an established Premier League team do we need to have tallied up before we can expect more of this team of players that we've got at our disposal?
0: Well, Leicester won the season, won the title second season, didn't they? After coming up, you know what I mean? And that, that and that, and right again, on paper, you'd say our 11 better than that Leicester 11 that won the league. They just played to a system of formation, which worked perfectly for them. And, um, you know, you can't take that away from them. They won the league. We're never going to, we, well, I'm not going to say we're never going to win the league. We ain't going to win the league this year, but why, why can't, why can't we? Leicester, that, that season, they just had no fear and they just, they just went for teams. You know, if we went toe to toe with every team in the Premier League, one to 11, I admit our squad probably isn't as strong as saying you United and you're asked basically that, that, other than Man City, Liverpool, if we went toe to toe with these teams, one to eleven, where, where do you think we, we come? Because I, I think we win a lot more than we lose. Being honest with you, and that, that I, think sort top, of, I think we're a top hmm. six
1: side, one to eleven.
0: Yeah, I yeah. do as well. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the frustrating thing. And again, I appreciate people on uh, sort of going on around now about Wolves fans on Twitter and stuff. But I, I do, you know, I get why people want to defend Nuno. Dan said it. I don't want Nuno to ever go. Like Connor Cody. For me, he's like the best captain we've had in our lifetime. He's relatable. His rise is superb. But let's be honest about it. He's where, where you know the seed and the Connor Cody. If you're looking at trying to, I suppose, improve the one to eleven, you'd probably say he's the next one that we need to improve as a footballer. I think if you take mm. him out of the team, you lose all that leadership. And I'd never want him to be sold mm. or even replaced. He's you know, I want him around that team, but you've got to be if Fosun are a business right they're a successful business you've got to be you've got to be ruthless and that will come round to the starting 11 the playing staff and also the management if Nuno if we don't I I genuinely like Dan said I genuinely think if we don't improve on what we've done over the last two seasons don't be surprised if he gets the boot because anything could happen
2: no I completely I I, I, completely I'm reluctant to agree, but I don't disagree in in what you've both been saying. I think in in terms of how long do you give it? Of you know, we, we finished seventh in our first season, and then next year we finished in the same position with more games. So you can't kind of go well. This year's going to be a bit of an anomaly season again. We we understand that because of the situation we're in. But if we're not finishing around the you know, if we finish seventh again somehow, which I'm struggling to see after eight games personally. I wouldn't say we need it, you know, he's got to go, Frank C. But I think there needs to be question marks over what's happening and, you know, what what the plan would be for the season afterwards. Um, uh, and the, the other side of it, and I, I don't know, I think a lot of this is to do with probably people above Nuno because Nuno's not in charge of transfers as far as I'm aware. But, you you know, it, our first eleven's is good. It is a really good football team on paper. But we need to be improving it. And that was why I kind of understood moving on Doherty. Because I thought, you know what? A lot of these players, you know, some of our players have got uh, ceilings higher than where they currently are. You look at Neves, for example. He, he's always been the standout. But he he has got the potential to progress. Almost in the same way Jota has. That he could get that move to a ne- to a bigger club, him and S to a certain degree as well, and I think we're all understanding of that. But if there's players who it feels like they are at their peak and they're middle of the pack, then they're the ones who we need to be replacing. So you know, in terms of who's next in that line, you know, you could argue have we really replaced that left sided centre half role in Mar because Marcel's not playing there, so we're playing safe there who. I love him to bits. He's one of my favourite Wolves players in this era. But we brought him as a centre midfielder, and he he will do a he will do a job for us, and do it. It reminds me of when I bought when I was looking to buy a house, and the first one we went to, we were like, I oh, have that room, will do, that'll do, that'll do. And it's like and we looked at it with the missus, and we went, we've gone in every room here. We said that'll do, and that isn't good enough. We're a club who have Mm. got huge financial backing, but we haven't, in my opinion, properly invested it. You know, don't get me wrong, Fabio Silva might be the best thing to come out of um, Portugal since Jorge Mendes, but we need, you know, that money. Why couldn't we have got, I don't know, James James Tarkovsky from Burnley? Because you're telling me he wouldn't improve improve our back three, having him on the right-hand side with Bolly on his favoured left. Um, I'm I'm not saying let's pick apart James Koski, it's just an example. But that's the level that we need to improve these extra positions. And we didn't get it this summer to a degree. Um, I mean, if we sort of do a roundup of, I guess, it's going to sound like we're going to go on to a really negative and slight these signings now. Um, but, you know, Marcel joined for a relatively low fee. Champions League experience. He's heading towards the end of his career. But he seems to have, and the games he's playing, I think he's looked really solid. But it's about him playing games at this point now, isn't it? And I think mm-hmm. that's sort of brought a big question mark. But how do you kind of see um, how Marcel's got on so far for Wolves? Well, he's been here a few weeks and he's been injured twice already. Mm. I mean,
3: that's a bit of a concern. Like you say, when he's played, he's looked very tidy. He looks a decent player. But he has been injured twice already, which... Can you rely on that long term? And plus he's
2: 32. Yeah, I mean, the irony of assigning him to cover the injured Johnny as well. Um, (laughs) Yeah. With him always being out uh, a tough one. But, I mean, it was almost like we almost bought two players, not quite for a price of one, but... um, Rayon, um Norrie also joining in a similar position. I mean, he spoke about how how well he did against Crystal Palace. I mean, um, i right. Think he's technically on loan with the. Uh, is it an mm-hmm. obligation to buy? Do we know? Um, or is it just sort of one of those ways? It's, it's up to us.
0: I think it's one of them. Though. I think it technically is up to us, but we'll we'll probably end up we'll buying do- him. To, we'll end up mm-hmm. buying him to sell him anyway if we don't want him. That's what happened. Yeah. Will happen. yeah. I mean, I, I I think he's got
2: huge potential. You can see why loads of big clubs are after him, just because of how he how he carries himself on the pitch. You can, you can see he, he's a player. Um, I mean, I know the answer to this, which is why I'm going to go to you, Dan, but um, how are you sort of viewing uh, Nelson Snado?
1: <laughs> what are you laughing for, lads? I've been a massive fan of the lads since the first game.
0: <laughs> just not, oh, not from where he joined from. <laughs>
1: That, that's all it was. That, that's what. If you go back on previous episodes, my sort of disdain for Nelson Samada was purely because I hate Barcelona, everything they stand for. They're they're a joke club. I have the good bankrupt I hope Messi leaves, and I hope the good bankrupt And that stadium is just empty forever. <laughs> he he gets better every game I see him now for for Wolves and Portugal. I think coming late into you know the, the summer window to Wolves. Um, learning a new system. I do feel he is getting better game by game. He does seems to be getting a lot sharper. I just think he just needs to get involved in the in the goal contributions. Just he needs to pick up where what what docket left really. I think he does get better with uh with every game. As a mid, I think I, I still don't believe he'll be worth thirty seven million in the long run, whether we get into Europe or not, but he's it, definitely an upgrade in what we've what we had. Yes. I mean, I, 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 as I
2: sort of said earlier, Michel, I think he's a really tidy footballer. You don't play for Barcelona unless you, unless you are, um, despite how um, poor they've been, sort of by their standards recently. Um, he just needs to. He's clearly a better footballer than Doherty. He just needs to be a better player in this system than Doherty. Now I think the uh, is it, the sticking point for him. But you know, in terms, of, I think signing so far, he's probably been the. I'd argue sort of the best performer, but it's also probably because he's played the most games. Um, I mean, the, the one which still, I guess, still kind of got flagged is, is Fabio Silva. Um, and, you know, A for the price tag. and You know, we can all, we can sort of take a step back away from that if, if we want to. But even if he costs, even if he was on a loan deal in the same way um, RAN is, I don't know how much I'd be rating him um, personally, on on the clips I've seen, and you know, scoring two goals in the reserves against Doncaster doesn't necessarily sort of strike me as well. He clearly is, you know, he's clearly the next best thing. I mean, how how are we sort of viewing him so far? You know, I know sort of mentioned about going three five two earlier, um, but surely it'd be ideal to actually see him
0: get you know 60, 70 minutes in the first team at some point. It's not going to happen never going to happen. It won't, won't I don't even think it happen if Jimenez got run over by the 256 outside Sainsbury's. I think he still won't play Fabio Silva. Um I reckon he's going to be the best footballer to ever play at Kidderminster Harriers in an under <laughs> 23s game ever. Um who knows, who knows how good he is. I mean he took his goals well against Doncaster, but again it's uh, the Popper John trophy. Now it's called, you know, it doesn't really equate to anything, especially when he's paid £37 million for him. He should be skating five, shouldn't he, really? If you look at it on paper. Um, yeah, he's got massive potential. He comes with a massive reputation. Um, who knows? I, I just, I, genuinely, I just don't ever see him ever not playing Jimenez. Ever. And I, I don't think Nuno would ever play an actual two strikers up front. Like, like genuine out and out strikers, um, so I think that I'd be surprised if he if he started any more than five games for us this season. I was going to say that, 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 uh, that and that's that, cup games as well because we will get knocked out in the third round to Aston. Okay.
2: I was going to say that, that that brings you on to sort of a little predictions one is how many starts do you think Fabio Silva will make? Let's go from the league this season. So we're we got thirty games left. Um, so basically, what between 1 and 30, how many games do we reckon will start? Not featuring because I, I reckon if we did five minutes, we'd probably get to about 300 tops, and that'll be 10 minutes here and there. So, how many do we reckon he's actually going to start any of the season? Three tops, I think, yeah. I was
1: going to say three, but can um, I ask him no, more, more than three? Will he outscore Patrick Catrono this season?
2: <laughs> Ooh. I knew that was coming. I mean. Catrone uh, got...
0: Did he get two in the league for... Two three? league goals,
1: yeah.
0: And, and that famous uh, goal at Villa Park yeah, with the 16-year-olds. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I, think he'll, the, I think Fabio will feature more than Cotrone, which I think will just tip him over the edge on who scores the most. Early you've, you've just got to accept that he's just one for the future, and he, if he contributes one goal this season and he gets us a point or three, it'll be worth that initial... Get any minute if he goes on to have the potential that we all hope he does.
2: Now, there is a um, speaking of Italian strikers, and you, you've mentioned about silver being one for the future, there is a, another Italian striker who's uh, available on a free transfer in Mario Balotelli. Um, oh, no, no,
0: no, <laughs> all day, no, if he it's promised really... <laughs> himself. I'd yeah. You know you know Do, we over West Park doing donuts.
1: Excellent. Like,
0: <laughs> that's what we won. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Premier League is a more boring place without Mario Balotelli. It would probably the place I, up.
2: But Jordan, I am I am I am surprised as a man who said I would not, I would rather have the six out of ten every week than have a try
0: all right. You wouldn't yeah. want the uh, Mercurial Balotelli. Yeah, bring, bring, bring back Kenny Miller.
1: At oh, least he tries.
0: I would literally
1: love if there was a Tim Spears Athletic article that came out that Ballotelli was laying off fireworks at Compton. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just trying to do the um, awkward ring road bit yeah,
0: around yeah. Oddfellows in Compton. Yeah. He's broke into Dudley Zoo and he's riding a rhino. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that's sort of... And the last one, and again, it almost feels like some of these players aren't really near the first team. It's Virginia who... You know, it was apparently Latino but a bit more um, attacking, um, which I feel it's a bit of a um, oxymoron personally. I don't think it quite works as a as a comparison. But hey ho, I mean, he doesn't seem to be anywhere near the first team. Which again, we're crying out for an attacking, creative midfielder, and at the moment he's not at the level. And I know Nuno will say players need time to bed into the system and learn how we do things, but I don't think we're at a point now where we can afford to have a players just, just be learning for six months. We need players to be integrated quicker than
0: they actually are. Yeah, he's going to he be play? the second best player to play at Kidderminster this year. Did
3: he <laughs> play against Doncaster last week?
0: No. No, he's on yeah. international duty?
1: No. All oh, right, okay. <clears throat> yeah. so um, he, he looked lightweight in the. Did he. Was it West Dammy came on. Yeah. yeah, it was West Ham. Yeah, they played against Stoke he played it as well, as well, yeah. Stoke
2: in the cup and strong, but they all did.
1: I think that's the biggest worry for for me with Vitinha is the fact that he got he played in the one under 23s game, which suggests that he ain't as close to the first team as you'd think when you've got like Otisaui. And was there another kid we had on the bench this season? I can't remember. Yeah,
2: I think so. But I mean, like Otisaui's now got capped for. Um, USA, which is fantastic for him. Congrats. Uh, I'm sure there's nothing to do with work permits and sort of um securing his international um allegiances to do with that. But uh, you know fair fair play to him. Fingers crossed he's someone who can make a step up because he looks like he's he fits more of a Dendonka mould than a than a Neves mould and you know I think that can only be um that can only be good for us. Um if we sort of put um, for wolves, chat on hold for a bit there, and move on to the quiz now. Dan is, I believe, trying something a little bit different today for our um, for the quiz. I'll pass it over to
1: you, man. Right. So, welcome to this week's quiz. I'm going to quickly run by some questions. With you. There are some pictures involved, um, and we'll just see how it goes. This is purely to see how it looks on youtube if it if it's good we'll keep it if it's crap we'll bin it so thank us way this is question 1 and the, the the theme of this round is i'm going to show you a wars player from the past within that player's name is an answer to the question so it's a bit like an anagram, but you don't have to use all the name. It's not like a full. It's not like it's not like an anti smash. There's just an answer within the player's name. <laughs> Does oh. everybody
0: understand that?
3: <laughs> no, but carry <laughs> on.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay so, I like the crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just going to pull up the first picture once it loads. I'm just trying to give you an example. So. If Steve Bull was the player, and I would say they're not cows, but there's two of them, the answer would be Bulls.
2: Yeah, I get I get you.
1: Okay. That's a lot of hard work, boys.
2: <laughs> I, get, I, I get you. I'm just trying to think uh, if I've got the mental capacity.
1: Right, so the first one is... Bjorn Sigurdarson, and the question is, the feeling when Wolves score. So the first one to, to jump in with the answer gets the point. And I presume that eight means that it's an eight-letter that, word. That's correct, Andy. Well spotted. No marks right. for that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have mentioned that part as well, really. And
0: it's in the name. Yeah.
1: The feeling when Wolves score. <laughs> uh, I might have to cut you short, boys you yeah i can
2: true. think of I can think of loads of adjectives, but they
1: don't have, they all have ease in them. The correct yeah, answer right. was arousing give
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. me one of those quizzes huh. <laughs> Right. I
3: was thinking of the James Brown song I Feel Good, so I couldn't get that, that out of my head
1: The second question is there are over 80 of these in the UK The, the cogs are working <laughs> but I, I think they're struggling again viewers <laughs> Um
0: I might have to get a little timer or a bit of audio to uh to time you out. Audio this, put the countdown music in 80 of these, over
1: 80 of these in the UK. Oh
2: god, trying to think of some of those, lots of um, it's also trying to think like Dan thinks as well, that's that's
1: even harder. Yeah, I'm going to stop you there, lads. The correct answer is ring roads. Oh. <laughs> imagine the level of research this gentleman has to go through to search <laughs> every ring roads there are in the UK. That's I'm trying to work
2: out. Did did you pick? Did you pick um, Bjorn first? Find out, uh, work out loads of words you could make with his name, and then find the stat.
1: That's the, that's, the, that's how the research works. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Right. I'm glad you didn't do it the other way, and you thought, you know what? I need. I've got fans about ring roads, lads, and just drive by. Which horse player do I know? He's got two R's um, in their name.
1: The next question is Jolien Lescott, and the North American term for testicles.
3: Uh, is it? It's not Cajones no.
1: It is Cajones oh,
3: Andrew.
2: Well done. Oh, well done, oh, well, Andy. Yeah. Genuinely, I'm, 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 I'm proud of someone of someone yeah. getting You an know in this game. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's it's more it's not it's not me against you against Jordan. It's us against Dan at this point. Yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah. That's all it is. Okay. All right. So okay. the next one. Is Rui Patricio, and it's a seven-letter fruit. I think I know it.
0: Is it apricot? Yeah, it is. It was apricot. Well done. Well Don't done. Don't even like them.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, they're an odd fruit. Odd fruit doesn't do it for me. They're good for um, digestion and avoiding constipation. I read today in my research. All
0: right. <laughs> Right, do we uh, get him one to be fair?
1: And then the last one for Rui Patricio is Clever Girl Dinosaur. Oh, I have a reference if it's, oh. if it's Jurassic Park. Come on, guys!
2: Yeah, Dad. I know
3: the reference. Um, just trying to think who he says it to.
1: Oh man it's the dinosaur breed.
0: Oh. Mm. I should know this as well. Right. I'm going to cut you out with. Good night. You had nothing,
2: you had a food,
1: and you had a waste. Of time. Good night. The <laughs> correct answer <laughs> was
3: Raptor. Oh. Fuck. I kept thinking that... Velociraptor. I never just thought of the oh. last
1: part. Yeah. R- Rui Velosa Patricio.
3: Well, that's why I was confused. There's no V in there, <laughs>
1: right? So there's only there's only a few more lads you you find at the moment. We've got just one point between you. Oh no!
2: Oh no! We're doing all right to get two so far. To be fair, between us, mm. I mean, just because it's not a high school game for I me, mean, it's not a pulsating no. one, listeners. Yeah,
0: Nuno would have a hard on here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he's playing for the one
1: 0 <laughs> Right. So, the next one is our uh, favourite. Answer smash. And the first question is: stylish wolves fall back, and third instalment of Matt Damon's assassin franchise.
0: Anybody? No. Um, Scott, Goldborn, Ultimatum, was it third one? Correct. Oh, come on. Correct.
1: This and... is my
0: game. <laughs> Here we go. You go. Know. John's genuinely sat up in his seat now. Yeah, yeah i am perked up now. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to do a Dave Edwards, get the ball out the back of it, and run to the halfway line and give it a yeah. raise Lads, come on. <laughs> Just do a quick arm. Yeah, quick arm. This, this one, could have, yeah, sort of wind moving yeah. to the fans back in it. There will be some editing involved on this part.
1: <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Next question. It'll get better with time, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> What's going on here? Sorry, James. I'm, I'm just sorry. <laughs> we'll cover it in pipes. It's fine. It was, it was definitely going to be a short one tonight. <laughs> Winger under Kenny Jacket and Matt LeBlanc in Friends KO Joey Tribbiani Correct Oh, you got that's point score, double bonus Former wall striker and a lead actor in White Men Can't Jump Can you give us a hint when this striker
3: played for us?
1: Yeah. Um, under Mick McCarthy. Okay. I know, the, played, I,
3: the, I know the, the name of the actor. Well, there's, there's two possibilities, so that's why I wondered who the striker might be. Um.
0: Yeah, who's the actor? Or is that going to give it away? Is, Woody, Woody, is it, was it Woody Harrelson? No.
3: It's Woody yeah. Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, are in it? So. Wesley
0: Snipes, yeah. That was it. I couldn't Mick think of McCarthy. Wesley Snipes. Woody Harrelson. Striker. Correct.
1: The correct answer was Marlon, Woody Hare, Woody Harrelson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, that's
2: going on (laughs) socials
1: The Scott Goldborn ultimatum. And that's this week's quiz, which is disastrous. (laughs)
2: <laughs> when, once again I feel like we've let you down Dan
1: no it's my own fault I, I, I rushed it should have been more prepared <laughs> I feel like in hindsight if we
2: know we now need to prepare for anagrams that's a whole level of preparation I, yeah. you know I, I will put time into my working week um, before we end this week's pod we do have a few questions over on Twitter corner Big thanks to um, everyone who's contributed to them. Actually, I think all um, genuinely it is a wonderful mix. So we've got four today. So we've got one from that guy Matt Guy, um, um, fellow podcastian, who asked which saint is best: uh, Metallica, uh, Metallica, Saint Anger, All Saints, Never Ever, or Saint Motel? My type. You can also pick. I don't know any of the saints that you you like.
0: Uh, I'm going for All Saints. It's a banger.
2: It's the what? only
3: one I know, to be honest. It's got to be All Saints.
0: Plus, Metallica
3: is shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I,
2: I, is it bad if I'm sort of in the same but I think we might have a clean uh, a clean sweep on All Saints here. <laughs> um, I, I, Andy Smith asks: uh, Judah with Spears or Judah with Edwards? Which works best?
3: Really Are we talking about their podcast? Because I, I don't listen to it
2: uh let's just go for a general uh, general comrade meeting hashtag banter between the potential duos I, 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 I miss spears and judas together uh personally uh, i think they really bounce off as well but i do like i do like joe i think he's um i think he's actually really good at what he does as well um, but Say, the first, the first um, odd couple's always the best, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
3: Th- they would really good banter together, uh, Spears and Judah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, Like I said, I haven't listened to the, the, that podcast for a while. I, I don't listen to a lot of other Wolves-based podcasts, if I'm perfectly honest.
0: Right, Again, right. I you not
3: need right here, lads. All right, <laughs> bollocks. <big, big
0: pollux. laughs> say I'd say it's a bit like <laughs> for, for me anyway no no offense intended it's sort of like when a uh, love joined Chamberlain left soccer game. let's just leave it like that
1: <laughs> I plead the thing <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay a slightly less controversial one um, the US office or the UK office. I'm going to go to Andy first because you struck me as someone who's quite opinionated on these matters. Yeah, who would know? Who have known that? Um, it's a really tough call
3: because they're such different shows. The, the American one, I think, edges it now. Personally, I think it might be because I have
2: recently watched it. I think it's edging it for me. Uh, Jordan, you look like, again, I could see you sort of perching your seat a little bit. And I don't think it was a...
0: Uh, you know, uh, money's got a view. Um, no, I um, I only watched the US office actually from recommendation from uh, the fancast group around about twelve months ago, and I've watched it, rewatched it twice now. Um, I'd say the US office for me, and I, lo- I love David Brent, but I just think there's, mm. I just think there's often when you think there's too much quantity of something, it can spoil it. But it does go drop a little bit when uh, Michael Scott leaves, but it's um, still. Incredible for me for a long, long. It's got a good longevity as well. And do you have any thoughts?
1: I've got no I preference. I haven't committed to either show to properly having a, an informed opinion. I only tend to watch Alan Partridge and Curb Enthusiasm. That's it. I
2: was going to say that, that that fits very nicely into sort of um, office vibes. Anyway, I think you know I've been. It, it's a common one. I think I've looked at. And I rewatched The Office at the start of this year over lockdown. Um, lockdown 1.0 and I think I'll go for the US office just because I mean, I can see, it sounds stupid I can see why Michael Scott became a regional manager and he was in the position he was in because he was quite good at being a salesperson even though he was a bit of a dick whereas David Brent and it it is sort of noted no one's quite sure how he managed to get to the position he's in. And that just deeply upsets me as someone who's yeah. almost certainly destined for middle management as I kind of approach my 30s quickly. Um, <laughs> last but not least, uh, from um, regular Fancast contributor Links Wolf, um, it's uh, diddleoo, it's how do you think the Troy contract situation will play out? So we kind of chatted about Tryo a bit earlier. Feels like he's stalling on a current contract. Don't kind doesn't sort of have a regular first team place and doesn't quite fit into the system. I'm sort of answering the question now, aren't I? But uh, how do you guys see his contract situation playing out? Do you think he'll sign a new
0: contract, or do you think we'll look to move him on? I think he's going to throw his dummy out the pram a little bit. I think he's going to shoot himself in the foot. I think he. I think he thinks he's better than what he is. I think his agent thinks he's better than what he is and that's, yeah, that's, going, that's going to be his downfall. Yeah, I think he thinks he can play at a big club and if he could play at a big club, he'd already be there. Not saying Wolves aren't a big club, but I'm just saying like, if he was any good, Barcelona would let him go in the first instance.
3: Mm. I concur with what's been said. He's got yeah, three was-
1: years left on his contract.
2: Yeah, so he's got, he's, he's got time to kill at Wolves, I think, to be fair. I don't think... Him needing a side contract in the next six months is particularly needed, uh, shall we say? And I think yeah, you can't kind of right. write. There, there is a level of if he was good, he'd be playing at another level. All there be
0: clubs really knocking on his door. Um, oh, and I don't can't hmm. think there is. I genuinely think I said it last season when he was having his purple streak that I wouldn't accept anything less than eighty. Genuinely, now if someone offered me jota money for him, I'll take it. Yeah, because I, I, I wouldn't.
2: <laughs> I think we'd be able to get in a another Podent slash Neto who could do that role, or, or a right-sided player who could play right wing and wing-back a bit more Nuno-based. And, you know, I feel, I feel it's a bit of a shame because Troy's clearly got a level of footballing ability that a lot of, like, you know, 99% of the professional football community don't have in terms of what he can do in football. He just doesn't seem to fit any sort of real style of play for any team, I don't you say. I couldn't see him massively working at you know teams above us. Could you see him playing for Liverpool? He's
0: no, got the so char- he's, no he's got, absolutely not. He's got the characteristics to be the best footballer in the world. He yeah. runs 100 metres in less than 10 seconds. He's built like a brick shit house. Um, but I just, I think he's a maverick, and he, Nuno, put it like Nuno doesn't trust him. Hmm. If, he, if he was as good as what he thinks he's or his agent thinks he is, he should be playing ninety minutes every game for us. Yeah, and but part it, of me would love to. I, I said before, start in the
2: show. I'd like to see him start more games because I don't. I don't personally think bringing him on for 15 minutes because of the, you know, it's almost the idea he's going to come across some tired defenders. I don't think it works because I don't think he's a smart enough football footballer to pick up the pace of the game on a consistent basis in the same way let's say an Oligon and Solskjaer could just come in and he understood the patterns of play. And for me, I'd start Troy because he almost needs 45 minutes, 60 minutes to really kind of Mm, grind down the gears.
0: No, I agree um, with uh, that. I'll, see I'll, see the... I think. I think if he was, if he was, the star player, and again, he is one in every eight. One in every eight. I don't want to like, you know, slag him off to the hill because last season he was great in a lot of games. But if he's as good as what he thinks or his agent thinks, we would be building a team around him, <laughs> and he can't <laughs> even start for us. Yeah, so I get. I guess we'll kind of see where his contracts
2: and um, talks may lie, but you know I don't think it's unreasonable to see, see him going in uh, going in January as well, depending on how things look. But we'll leave that pod um, on that not particularly positive note, I guess. But I. Thank you ever so much for listening to this week's show. Uh, We'll be back right after the Southampton game to um, cover what we all thought of that and see how wildly off we were in our predictions of the game. Um, Make sure you check out our new our. new youtube channel uh we've got some really great content coming up on there from uh, dan's fifa Greek Gully's gta tactical analysis um as well as some of our ideas in the pipeline as well um we've also been uh recently did our first of a new series of it's it's time to talk our mental health uh podcast as well um it's clearly something that resonates a lot uh, with quite a few of the fancast uh, team personally, but as a much wider whole at the moment, anyway. Especially during lockdown and how um, quite a lot of us are feeling, it's a really good listen and um, just understanding. I guess what um, you know, very much normal people um, are going through, and you know, if it resonates with you, give us a shout. We're kind of always, you know, keen to hear. And what impact it's had on, had on yourselves and, you know, it's been any help for yourselves. Um, but big thank you to our sponsors, uh, Pixel Yeti Media. Um, feel free to go check them out on their website. Make sure you check us out on all of our social media as well. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're not on TikTok yet because, well, we're all grown adults, but I'm sure we will one day and get it horribly wrong. Um, so it is goodbye from Jordan. Bye. It's goodbye from Andy. See you later. It's goodbye from Dan. Nothing. You had a fool and you had a waste of time. Good night. And it's goodbye (laughs) from me. See you next time.